Hi guys, welcome back to the Last Set Podcast. This is the final episode to close out the year 2022. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who supported me along this year. And also a big thank you to all of my guests and to everybody who's ever listened to an episode, downloaded an episode, commented, subscribed, followed. I cannot thank you enough. And also, I just want to say a big thank you to today's guest. He's decided to come on. He's got just recently got off a plane. Lot. How many days ago? Um, about 36 hours ago. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Miller was good, brother. How's it going? Good to be back. It's good Fourth time, right? Just pull the microphone down yes, underneath your mouse, sis, so I can see yeah. you there. Sorry, mate. Bring that right down. Fantastic. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Fourth time round. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it, man. So riddle me this. How does someone who works in labor go from that to traveling the world, working with fighters in the space of two years, man? Um, that's a very good question, though. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it's down to hard work, but then you have to have that element of luck at the same time where things just sort of fall into place at the right time and you put yourself in them scenarios where you allow them things to happen. Like when we spoke about last time yeah. about me going back to the UK and trialing new things, doing seminars. And I think you've just got to put yourself out there and just go all in. And I know it's, it's a lot cli- very cliche and people say, you know, all the, the stuff you see on Instagram about hard work and stuff, but it generally is like you put yourself out there. You're already halfway there. You've really made a name for yourself. We were just talking just before the podcast started that being in the, you know, fight world and all that and being in a PT world, I don't think anyone's ever name dropped anyone as much as you. When I'm always like, oh, yeah, do you follow? What do you do for your nutrition? And I'd be like, oh, I work with this guy called Pete. I was like, fucking he's coming on the podcast <laughs> like three times already. And I think it's just, just awesome to really watch someone who's so authentic grow. Yeah, that's that's the Thank main you. thing. Thank you. Because in this world, there is in social media, there's so many fakers. Yeah, so many people trying to fake it. Like I don't think I'll ever see that come out of you. And whenever you make your posts as well, it's very honest and genuine. And there's also been times like where you've just been like, you know, I don't know yeah. as well. And that's the yeah. most important thing for me. Yeah. So hats off to you, buddy. Thank you, man. So let's recap what the fuck you've done this year. The whole the fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so this is this is only the I worked out this is the third time I've been back in Australia since February. So I've only been in Australia for four weeks out of the past eleven months now. Um, so I went back. I went back to the UK in February, and then I had a couple. I had my first fight who was fighting for the world title in February. Mm-hmm. Came back, experienced the whole like. Scenario of winning world t- and winning the world title, and I was like, I like this. I like being around this. Like, I want to see a bit more of this. So I decided to stay a bit longer, and then, yeah, just been doing a lot of lot of fights overseas. Been to the UFC. Been to one championship. Um, been to a couple of fights in Dubai, um, Abu Dhabi. So yeah, just been traveling around and you know getting that sort of learning experience and like because it's very easy to give it, you know, not very easy, but very, give it, give a meal plan on, on, on your laptop, there you go, send it away, but it's a completely different scenario when you're there in person, fight week, the pressure's on, and I wanted to put myself in that scenario to learn, because you're only going to get better when you're in, the, in, in them positions, 
so yeah it's been really like just going all out with work seminars fights and now i've decided i'm done for the year i'm gonna settle back and pay for a, a month or so and then reflect regroup and go again for 2023 yeah i'm you recently told me you as well just in was it Thailand for the last two months? So I was on and off. I've been in Thailand, Dubai, and Singapore for the past two and a half months. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you... Do you ever get homesick? It's weird. I actually don't. Yeah? It's, yeah. <laughs> well, because you, you're not married or anything. You don't no. have... Yeah. You, you're, most of your family's back in the UK. Back in the UK, yeah. Yeah, so you don't really have that attachment to anyone. Yeah. It's good. It, like, when I was back in the UK, I was staying with, like... Um, your family, which is good to see them because obviously due to COVID, can travel, can see family. But uh, yeah, there's been like a lone ranger just going around, meeting new groups of people and fighters that, you know, it, it, it's quite cool as well when you work with a fighter for so long, but you've never actually met them in person. Then you meet them in person. It's like, it's just nice to, to, to get to know them and the team and the family. Um, but yeah, the past, I was in the UK from June to September and then, yeah, flew to Thailand in end of September. I had a couple of big fights in Thailand, then went to Dubai. I had a guy fighting on the Floyd Mayweather card, and then yeah. to Singapore for one championship, back to Thailand, and now I'm here. Yeah. Let's pack it on in fight by fight. Okay. It's, it's good okay. There's okay. so much to digest. Okay. okay. So starting with that the Mayweather card, how did that <laughs> how did that happen? Do you know what? Like it was the maddest like week I think I've ever had. It was like so I, I had a guy on the card. He was his name's Jack Fincham. He was on Love Island. Don't know if anyone oh, watches Love Island. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, so he he fought uh, at amateur level as a kid, and then you know now the YouTube boxing things you know come quite big. So he got offered the fight, and it was on the Floyd Mayweather card in Dubai. He's fighting Deji, I think the YouTuber. Yeah. Um. So yeah, went out there with Jack. Um. It was. <laughs> It's basically, this is my summary of it. it, it was basically a rich person who just threw a lot of money at this event. This promotion is called Vic Victory, Global, no, Global Fighting Promotions. So it was so unorganised. It was just like, it was just a big money show. Like we ended up going to the Dubai Sports Palace, meeting the Sheikh, the Sheikh's son. It was like, it was, it was one of them things. You're like, what the hell's going on here? And like, so the fight car, like, Jack fought. It was it was a good fight, and then um, all the things like Jake Paul was there, Andrew Tate was there, and then yeah. all the things. I don't. Did you see it online with like Jake Paul and and <laughs> and um, John Fury yeah. outside the ring? And I was like, I was I was like ringside thinking like, what the hell is going on? Here? And then Floyd Mayweather was there. Um, it was just one of them weeks where I was like how the hell have I managed to like be this close here so it was just like a, a crazy experience like in terms of, like the weight cutting process it was like like a lot of people criticize all these like celebrity YouTube boxers but Jack literally followed everything to the T like trained super hard did the weight cut like a professional did everything professionally so that side of things was like spot on but like the whole event and like how money can um Money can talk. That's what I've yeah. learned. And then places, money can talk. Yeah. What was your like? I, I, I was saying, I was saying to saying this to somebody yesterday, but you know what imposter syndrome is? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's weird. Do you feel like you just wake up sometimes and you're like, holy shit, is this really what was going on? Definitely after 
So this is quite a funny story. So Jack fought on the, he was like the, the fight before Tommy Fury, and then it was Tommy Fury, and then mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather, and then Jack had finished, and he like he wanted to go and have a drink with his friends and family off wherever. And me and his S and C coach were like, oh, we've got like ringside passes here, like yeah. just part of the team, like Floyd's gonna be on, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to see Floyd Mayweather like up close. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we'll stay, and we, we would literally like ringside flee me over, come, comes in, it's like, he's like a metre away from me, and like, all the stuff for Jake Paul, like, I got a flight to Singapore the next day, and I sat there, and I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> that was like, that was like, the maddest, like, apart from like, the nutrition job side of things, like, they pushed aside, but just in general, like, a crazy night, that was like, probably up there, one of the craziest nights I've ever had. Awesome, that's awesome, man. Like, did you? So you watched all the fights? Yeah, yeah. What was what was your take on the whole Mayweather Deji fight? An absolute disgrace, to be honest. Thank you. He thank got you. he got paid thirty million for that. Yeah, thirty million. Thirty million. Yeah. Thirty million, and it was just was it was toying with him the whole. Oh, fight. well, I left after four rounds because it was funny. Cause I had to fly to Singapore. Like, he came on at three, and I was flying to Singapore at seven thirty. So oh, I was wow. like, I was like, oh, like I want to watch Mayweather because he's right there, and then. I, after like four rounds, I was like, "This is an absolute disgrace." I'm gonna leave, so I left. But um, literally like thirty million for that. It's insane. Thirty million just to just to fight. A it wasn't even a sparring match. Like you wouldn't even class that as a sparring match, would you? You wouldn't like it was. He was just dodging him the whole time. He gave him a he gave him a black eye though, didn't he? Did you? Yeah, 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 but that's probably just him, just off like caught off guard. We're just messing around, but. Um, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. All the thing, there's so many stories to tell about like the weight cut, like people like missing weight. Tommy Fury missed weight. Like I was there, he yeah. missed weight, and then it got twisted that he didn't miss weight. But then like when you're obviously there and you see it, like you know the truth. Like it was it was mad. Yeah, that's that's actually one thing I wanted to bring up. So with Jack, yeah, uh, what was the story with him? How much did he ha- have to lose? So he was fighting at 82. Okay. He was originally fighting at 84, and then his opponent. Um, I don't know if you, did you see his opponent and um I did. And he was he, he's he's another story in itself, he's just crazy. But um he wanted to change the weight to eighty two, so literally last minute we had to change the weight, even there's like no contract agreement. This is how like uh, much of a shambles the promotion was. There was like no sort of mm-hmm. signed agreement or anything. It was just yeah. And like because Jack hadn't done this before, he didn't know how it play how it worked. So um bit of a shit zone like the hotel didn't have a sauna or the bath, so we had to use one of the ringside girls' apartments in Dubai. No, no way. <laughs> yeah. So so we didn't we like I thought my hotel so I was staying in a separate hotel and I booked the hotel purely because said I had the bath. So I got there, didn't have a bath, didn't have them in the whole place. No. So booking.com lad. So they didn't have any bath or sauna in Jack's hotel. So Jack knew one of the ringside girls. No so she's like, "Oh, you can use you can use our apartment in Dubai Marina." So here's us like going to this random apartment in Dubai Marina, turn the tap on, fill the bath up. I come back in the room, the bath water is completely yellow. There was a problem with this like the water system in Dubai. So we has to get in this like yellow bath because like, oh. yeah, that's like the, the the side of things like you don't see. People are like, oh yeah, he's you know he's, he's traveling and doing all these weight cut people don't see that kind of side to things where like that's crazy so yeah. there was like was there no gyms that you could go to and just was there no recovery because because it was late at night oh um so yeah it, here's us just using this 
random girl's apartment to cut the weight. It was just like... Just send her a message saying, hey, love, can I use your bathtub? <laughs> yeah, can I use your bathtub, please? Have you got any spare towels? But, um, yeah, it was um, it was just an eye-open experience just to see how, like, the money over there, like, money talks. Like, there's no organisation, but if you've got the money, you can do whatever you want over there. Yeah. Um, and, then, like, yeah, they had to give, like, personal chauffeurs, and it was just... Yeah, I felt I've been talking about imposter syndrome. I was just like, this just feels so weird. Yeah, I mean, I I do see that's the thing that people don't really pay much attention to. Like when you just see the fights, you see like the five ten seconds of it. There is literally so many hours and so many things that goes into everything that happens backstage, and no one was actually telling me about the weight change and all yeah. that. So why did the opponent want to change the weight? Did he just Be- say? Because he walked around that, this is what I um, came to the conclusion of. He, he walked around that lighter weight. Okay. So if Jack missed the weight, he'd get a percentage of his purse. And this guy, he was there to try and be famous. He was even saying to Jack, how does he get on Love Island? Like he was, he's there. Yeah, I think he's a former Bellator fighter and boxer. Oh. He just wants to be famous. So like his whole thing, kicking up a force, he was like, Staring down Jack, trying to grab hold of him in, in mm. press conferences, but behind the scenes, he's like, "All right, mate," like really nice to him. It was like <laughs> it was such a fake, like yeah. a fake world. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty funny, especially with the John Fiore Jake Paul thing. That was like, like as I said, all job, all my job aside, that was just a funny thing to watch. Yeah, I actually saw that online. Uh, I remember how I know John Fury is. He's He's a madman, though. Oh, he's, he's ma- I got a picture. He's massive. He's massive. Huge. He's huge. He's six foot four. He's huge. <laughs> huge. All the Fury people are just yeah. like massive and all that. But because uh, isn't um, sorry, there's Tyson and then there's uh, oh fuck, Tommy. Tommy, sorry, Tommy. Yeah. Tommy and Tyson, they're half brothers. Yeah. Not, that's yeah. what yeah, I yeah. thought. Because I would always look at Tommy and I was like, why do him and Tyson look completely different? Yeah, Tommy's a lot smaller in person. You think Tommy's quite big, but he's yeah. not as big as you think. No, I, I think he's the same height as Jake. Yeah. That's what I believe. Because yeah. I've seen photos of them standing face to face and I'm yeah. like, they're six foot one yeah. or six foot roughly, give or take. What was your take on the Tommy, um, Tommy fight? Because I, I read a few articles. I watched it back myself. I was like, Tommy just walked away with the wind there. That wasn't... Yeah, it was. It was quite close. Well, this is this is a story that no one really knows about. So basically, I got to Dubai on the Tuesday, and his original opponent, this guy called Paul Bamba, and he was skipping outside from like the Wednesday or the Tuesday, or the Wednesday, skipping outside. So he was obviously struggling to cut the weight, and then it came to weighing day. We're all weighing in in the hotel gym, and um. He he made weight, Paul, and then Tommy Fury comes in, and he comes in like seven pounds over, yeah. and says like, "I'm fighting like, that's that that's it kind of thing." And then they they basically because Tommy's I you know Tommy's the big draw, and that Paul didn't want to the percent of his pace or something something along them lines. Anyway, I don't know the full facts of it, but they basically kicked that Paul out the hotel, cancelled his flight, and then got someone else in like three hours before. Wow, it's crazy. Jesus, why yeah. couldn't Tommy cut the weight? Was it some? What was no, his argument? That's a, I have no idea. Yeah. That, but that—that's like hearing from someone else and someone else. Like that's—that's yeah. that's the Sounds story like, behind it. Look, if you're listening, oh, this is what happens when yeah, you don't, don't have yeah. the right nutritionist, don't, don't, man. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't sue me for mischief. <laughs> <laughs> give, give the man a plug. So, 
let's recap. So you've seen the fights, you've seen all the carnage. How close were you to Andrew Tate, by the way, and all that? I shook his hand. You saw it? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. So what was he like? Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was nice. Cause, like, he knows someone I know. So I, I work, long story short, I work like a mindset coach at home, and he commentates on fights, like kickboxing fights back yeah. in the UK. And he know he's known Andrew Tate for years. So the first thing I said to grab his attention was, you know, do you know my mate Vinny Shulman? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, shook his hand and then he walked off. Fuck. Yeah. Because I'm a massive Andrew Tate fan. I'm sure I've been following him for, I tell people this, I've been following Andrew Tate before he even got famous, before all this, when the podcast started, I was always in watching kickboxing and all that. And I knew about his fights as well, but I was following whilst he was a kickboxer. Yeah. And then when he blew up and then people were just like, have you seen Andrew Tate? I was like, yeah, fucking I've been a fan of him for years. (laughs) Like his, I don't, I've, I've spoken about him so many times on the podcast before, but he's one of the most wildly misconception, was it wild, misly, what's the word? Uh, misjudged. Yeah, misjudged. Uh, yeah, the person that, and he's probably one of the most famous people on the face of the earth as well. Yeah, right now, definitely. But if you actually go, from, a fu- from an actual, more like funny perspective, if you actually go back to his career, look at what he's actually achieved yeah. and look at the shit that he had to go through to get to where he was. Yeah. You cannot discredit him at all. Yeah. So when people, I hear people saying, oh, he's going to fight Logan Paul. Oh, Jake Paul's going to smash. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. He fights people and beat people who would smash Jake Paul and Logan Paul for breakfast and all yeah. that, you know. Just fuck. I'm so, surprised he's he's entertaining the fact with a fight with Jake Paul. He just seems like the type of person to me that he just like, he doesn't really need to do yeah, that. That's like, what like, I thought. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that... Um, Stare down was just a maybe a publicity thing. Yeah, so you were there and you saw that. I, I was probably where Jake Paul's probably where you are. I was there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so like moving on then. So you you got you got out of the arena. You yeah. said you had to get on a flight straight away to Singapore. Singapore for one championship. Yeah. What was the business in Singapore? Who so were you? I had helping? two lads on and two UK fighters and Liam Nolan, John Haggerty. So they were both fighting on the same card. So yeah, straight off the plane, straight into doing. Like the nutrition and the wake up for for one championship, um, so yeah, it was a pretty hectic eleven days. Fuck, uh, so you've also been to and help. You've also been on a one championship organization before, haven't you? No, this is my this is my oh, first one event, like first actual one event I've been to. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, what was the um, what was the situation with those two guys? Like, did was it much of a wake up? Was it much? Yeah. Help? So I don't know if you know much about one with the hydration stuff. So oh, you have to do, that was the next thing I was going to oh, ask. Yeah. You, so you yeah. have to do a hi- hydration test and then um, then then make the way. But one of the lads that we had had a bit of an issue with the hydration stuff, which is a rabbit hole that we we can talk about the hydration stuff for one. Why it's it's a very flawed method. Okay. For the, for, um, for measuring hydration status because a lot of people fail it and. There's many reasons behind it, but um, yeah, there's a bit of an issue with that. But they ended up fighting in the end, and um, yeah, it's a uh, that was an eye-opening experience as well from going from like a very unorganized promotion to like something like one championship is very regimented, you know, organized. Um, but yeah, um, we, can, we, can, we can talk about the hydration test if you want to. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask, so how does it work? Because there's no, you can't get much information about those out there online. So basically one introduced the hydration test. I think because somebody died, 
maybe like 2015, one of the fighters. So they introduced the hydration test. So basically you have to pass hydration and make weight. So you have to technically make weight hydrated. So basically what you do is you, you piss in a cup and it measures the, the particles in your urine. So when you when you typically go for the piss, you don't just piss out water, you piss out like waste products from like, you know, your metabolism and break down foods, etc. So when you're dehydrated, you're, you, your body holds on to more water, tries to hold on to more water. So your urine would be more concentrated in the, with them particles. So basically think about uh, when you have a glass of cordial juice and you put a little bit of cordial juice in water and it, it, it you know, it's just the right amount. It tastes okay. So they, like the, the urine um, balance is like that. But then when you say you take half that water out, it, it's a lot more concentrated, isn't it? That, that um, solution um, with the squash. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, um, yeah, so basically when you're dehydrated, in theory, your concentration in your urine would be really high. So your your USG score, so the USG test that they do, urine specific gravity, will be higher. So you'll be classed as dehydrated. Okay. So it's measured. I've probably I've probably gone the wrong way about this here. So basically, it measures it compared to water. So water is one point zero zero. One point zero zero. So just okay. normal distilled water. Okay. They put it in a refractometer. It comes up one point zero zero. Okay. But someone who like normal urine is like a little bit higher than a little bit higher than that but then when you're dehydrated it obviously gets it's it's higher oh. so the the cutoff point in one is 1.025 and and then if you fail if you fail that you have to go back and do it again okay but the big thing for one this is why it's like such a really complicated topic because people see oh someone so failed weight and hydration in one and they automatically assume oh they didn't make the weight, but these people do make, the majority of them do make the weight, but they fail the hydration. But the hydration um, test can be influenced by so many variables. So your your muscle mass can in influence how many particles basically in your urine. So when you're, if you're say like pretty big bloke, pretty lean, you break down quite a lot of protein in your body. So that comes out in your urine. So your USG score will be higher. Oh would be higher. So basically what it, the concentration in urine is like urea, creatinine, um, there's a few other different ones, but they're the sort of two main ones. And creatinine's a, a byproduct of creatine metabolism and urea is a, a byproduct of like protein metabolism. So when you, there's been studies that shown people who have got quite a lot of muscle mass have naturally high USG scores anyway. Oh. So. Okay. So one doesn't really take that into that individual variability. So it's basically like you've got to make that score below that score, otherwise you fail. Well, so, yeah, so so just rewind that yeah, a little okay. bit. So yeah. if you naturally have more protein, if you naturally have more muscle mass, you're naturally going to have a higher... Yeah, because you break down more protein in your body. So then you, your urine will be, have a higher concentration of urea and creatinine, which is a which is the particles in your urine. So if you've got more of that in your urine, yeah. your USG score, just normal, hydrated, but will be naturally higher. Okay. So does that also, is that also affected if you have like a very, let's say if you'll be affected by BMI, because you get those lads who like, you know, fight like flyweight. Yeah. And they're shredded. As the studies have shown it, it's people... There was there's a study on wrestlers, so wrestlers naturally have higher USG values resting. Okay. Um 
because they have because they have a, a lot more muscle mass and also in terms of this is going down we can go we'll go down this rabbit hole but like in terms of if you have creatine in your diet yeah a, me- a metabolic byproduct of creatine is creatinine okay. so if you're having creatine in your diet or your supplement with creatine your urine's going to be naturally higher anyway so that will influence your usg scores if you perform any high intensity activity say you wanted to cut the weight instead of doing it in the bath you're like you know what i'm going to hit the pads fucking hard for an hour your protein you, you break down protein in your body then that comes out in your urine so there's so many factors that influence that score wow okay. so the 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 thing that people say is like a one one solves the hydration issue like it, it's it's you know it's a game changer but there's so many variables to it to a urine specific gravity test what the only test that they use so i place my bets that there's people that have probably failed that test yeah not down to specifically being dehydrated oh. but down to like potentially because the big blokes or oh. what we've eaten like yeah it's 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 a it's a very complicated topic um and it's something that i want to try and talk about more on my instagram page but it's a bit of a it's a bit of a conflicting thing for me because i work with eight guys in one trip eight guys i wear Eight, uh, six six guys and two girls in one championship now so it's a very like sensitive topic that i don't want to put things out and you know i get a lawsuit from one saying yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so it's yeah. like but people from the outside see oh like just like john he failed the hydration so people from the outside oh he, he missed weight he, he, he didn't he like he's got naturally high usg scores mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's a very complicated topic the one the one area did any of your lads have any issues with the hydration test? Yeah, it? yeah, John did. He he okay. failed twice. Um, twice. Yeah, and because he was a big bloke and all. No, no. So there's, there's. We need to um, potentially look at. He might have some type of kidney function issue potentially. Really. Um, wow. due to previous weight cuts, but that's something that we need to address. It's not hundred percent confirmed, okay. but something that we need to address before his next fight. But yeah, there's so many variables to the hydration test, and it's not. It's not going to solve the issue. People cutting weight because people are still going to do. There's, and also, I should have probably mentioned this before. You can actually technically cheat that test if you if you if you drink pure water quite quickly, like a large amount, say like a liter. Your um, your body doesn't like that, so your body basically tries to protect you from overloading with fluid. So what the kidneys do? Go okay, we've got quite a bit of water. It's diluting the blood. So we it flushes that out, so you end up like peeing wow. pure, basically really clear water. Uh-huh. So that's how people do that, like basically cheat. Wow. So there's there's two ways of doing it really. Either you drink a load of fluid, yeah, and then you cut the weight in the sauna and that fluid in your bladder, and then you you piss it out, and then so. that's clear. And then also if you cut the weight and then drank, say you cut, you need to lose a kilo, you lost half a kilo. Um, you need to you need to lose half a kilo, but you lost a kilo, but then drank five hundred mil straight away. Mm-hmm. That will go straight into your stomach, and then you you'll piss that water out. Wow! So it's a very it's yeah. <laughs> I've probably gone about it in 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 circles there, but like it's it's such a it's such a complicated topic. The yeah. the one stuff, wow. um, and yeah, and the whole planning of that that week is all around the hydration stuff. Which makes it, it's just another hurdle for fighters, which are, they're still going to try and manipulate and cheat. So it doesn't solve the weight cutting issue. 
No, it doesn't because the weight cutting issue is probably the hardest. It's probably the the, the dark side of combat sports, really, yeah. because you're seeing it all the time. Like we talked about this on the last last podcast. Like these people, they go through these weight cuts, and because they you, I think it was the first ever podcast we ever did. We talked about weight cuts and loss of fluid and loss of fluid in the brain, like yeah, loss yeah. of fluid in the head, and that makes you more susceptible to knockouts and then yeah. concussions, and then. Even though you're a brilliant fighter, you just get caught by that one punch, which probably wouldn't hurt you in sparring training, but it knocks you out in a fight, and then that's it. You lose your fight, and it's hard to rebound from that. Well, the thing is as well, a lot of, like, the same thing for one, what they're doing doing now, because I work with quite quite a lot of Thai boxers, so if you're fighting for, like, a WBC belt, they do, like, a a two-week weight check. They do a one-week weight check now. You've got to be within a certain range. That's all. That's... That's all like nice. Oh yeah, they're, they're trying to combat like the weight cutting issue. All people are doing is just sitting in the bath, losing that little bit of extra weight, and they're just putting that back on once they weighed in. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh. it's just present another hurdle, but people are still gonna cheat. People are still gonna try and overcome that hurdle. I'll be honest. I've done it with my lads. We're like, you know, we've had to be a certain percent. He's got a two week weight check. He's not really far off it, but. We're not going to really... I don't want him to diet down to that point mm-hmm. two weeks out. So he'll go for a run or go in the bath for half an hour just to get that weight off. But then it's just putting it back on again and to say in the next week. It's just, it's just another hurdle. Yeah. And people are always going to try and manipulate that. And I think I can understand why they're trying to do it to to make things safer. But f- you know as well as I do, fighters will think of any way to yeah. get, in, get an advantage. Like... Yeah. We're not working with like normal normal people here. People, if if you can get away with doing it, you'll do it. It's so strange because it's it's one single point in time. Yeah, where, but we hear it time and time again. If we revert back all the way back to Charles Oliveira, Justin Gagey fight when they had that weight cut miss. Yeah, and then Justin Gagey literally put on like a ridiculous amount in like the space of a day. Yeah, no, it wasn't even actually a day. He put it on straight away. Yeah. Uh, how much like they're at that it's that point of time, but they're not fighting at that point of time. Yeah. So there's always been I've had people suggest like, oh well, we need to go back to the days where, you know, they weighed in and then they fought that night or wait did the weigh and it's dangerous to yeah. have that as well. Well, I can talk to you about the weight cuts in Thailand as well, which is another completely okay. different scenario. So going into the same day weighing thing, so like. Have you have you been to Thailand before? I have a couple of times. So actually. I, it's I, such you, a beautiful country. Have you been to any like the fights over there? No, like I that? haven't actually. So like I've got a lad who was in one championship and he, he now fights in Thailand and like they're doing in like the big stadiums in Bangkok, and that is like the weight cut culture is a completely different story in Thailand. That's like probably the biggest eye opener of my whole trip. Okay, it's because it's so old school, like running in sweatsuits, like skipping, like completely there's no there's no science there mm-hmm. i've seen guys who cut weight and then they'll drink a can of spike because apparently the ties think it gives them power like they, like crazy <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy things like that yeah, yeah. and um uh, so like in thailand some guys will cut like seven kilos and fight on the same day on this same day fuck off. same day yeah you told me like that's like ridiculous. yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy so like luckily so i've got a guy in one of the probably Probably the one of the biggest gyms in Thailand. He was in one championship, but he's he's not now. But he's from Cyprus, so he's you can speak English. So like, 
when I, I've worked him for about a year now, so he follows everything I do. So he's in the gym full of tires. He's the only Westerner in that gym. So all the tires, when they're cutting the weight, they're telling him to get in the sweat, get in the sweatsuit, mm. start skipping. So like me going there it was like quite an eye-open experience because I'm there with my laptop, with my body fat assessment kit and the, the tires are looking, probably looking at me going like, the fuck's this guy kind of thing? <laughs> um, but it was really like, it's really good to see by the time I was there because I, I was in and out of that gym for the three weeks. I converted quite a few of them in the way they, they do things and his trainer, we we didn't, for his last wake up he fought last, last Friday and um, he didn't he didn't use a sweatsuit, didn't skip, and his trainer was like, he couldn't believe it. He's had like four hundred fights himself. Like he was like, Wow, like I've never seen like this Thai culture is just to 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 run and mm-hmm. run and skip and they think it's just off grit alone. Yeah. They don't apply much to science. But the crazy thing about it though, with Thailand, the, the fighters are absolute savages. They they're insanely good. Oh, insanely yeah, yeah. good. Like they beat like Taj like Taj in general typically beat the Westerners. Like all the all the champions in in one championship are mostly Thai. All the ones in like who hold like WBC belts mostly Thai. It's like like they do everything like the completely wrong way, but they're still like insanely good. It's like it's a it's a conflicting thought in your brain because you're like you're trying to give like the science approach, but then they're still so good anyway. It's like imagine they followed like a proper nutrition s and c plan how good yeah do you be because in that gym i was just looking and like the guy savas was working with he was pointing these guys out yeah he fights a 54 and he's like you're he's like your size he fights a 54 i'm like 54 i was like you said you must have meant 64 did you mean yeah yeah fights a 54 he's got like eight kilos to cut same day weighing i'm like what wow yeah he's stadium champion and it's, like, <laughs> and it's just like and it's like like that was probably my, my whole trip that was the biggest eye-opener of like the way cutting process and the culture because like as i said it's like a conflicting thing where you're like they must be like perform terrible on the night they must be like so depleted and they still win and the champions it's like it's a it's it's a weird feeling. I have a strange, I have a weird. I do actually have a bit of a theory about that. Yeah, those guys are notorious for training like six hours a day. Yeah, so for them, I feel like they just make the training so fucking hard. Yeah, so gritty. By the time at the actual fight day comes itself, it's nowhere near as bad as of what they prepare for. Yeah, you know, and them gyms are bloody hot as well. Yeah, like very Fuck. like um, those things. But there's quite a, there's quite a, a lot of tires now that do have kidney. Failing damage later on, that's quite a big thing now, which is understandable with the weight cutting process. Mm-hmm. So this, this this is actually I forgot about to tell you about this story. So I had a girl fighting on a road to one tournament over there. I think you might see it on my page, Celeste Hands. She's actually Australian. Yes. Um. So she won a one championship contract over there. It's like a road to one tournament. So in the road to one tournament, they try and mimic the one championship scenario where you have to pass weight and hydration. But in Thailand, it's not really that organised. So I remember getting to the weigh-in venue. There was about 16 lads running around the stadium with sweatsuits on. It was like four, it wasn't 40 degrees, it was like 30-odd degrees, Jesus. all running sweatsuits. Went into the changing room. There was people holding piss cups in and out, just <laughs> moving in and out the toilet. I was like, what's going on here? And like, what people are doing is like, their trainer was like, 
pissing in the cup, hold, putting it around the corner of the toilet. The fighter was going in, taking it, and then obviously, you know, using it for the hydration test and passing. Like, people, it, it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like, people in and out the toilet. There was no, like, like with one, someone's there, yeah. like, watching watching your week. Like, you couldn't get any closer. Oh, sorry. Um, couldn't get any closer. Um, but there, it was... It was insane how like no one was there watching and people were just cheating yeah. but then still running around the, then they had to run around the block it was like <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was mental it was mental that, that culture over there um, I don't know if it'll change anytime soon because I think that's just the way it is over there but yeah. definitely for improving my practice just to see that that personal side of things and how things are done in different countries yeah. definitely definitely will help me in the future yeah what would you say that's a big contrast though like in terms of difference like running around standings and pissing in cups and what would you say was the in all of your time uh coaching uh working with fighters what was the most like spot on well organized well disciplined probably the U ufc in singapore yeah. so yeah oh, there you go. yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say 100% like to set up the UFC and especially with the UFC as well. That when you go and I've had Jack go there and I've had other fighters go to UFC, all the food's sorted for them. So I'll message the guy, the head of the UFC, you know, for example, Jack's coming in. This is this is what calories are needing to be on to get there, all this food sorted. Wow. So in Thailand, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> you have to just walk into a restaurant <laughs> and you're like, I want the Nazi Goren. Oh. And then you weigh the Nazi Goren. Or... And the thing as well with Thailand, like, it's a bit off top. Like, I got so sick in Thailand. You got barley I, belly? I, I, I had food poison twice in Thailand. Oh. So bad. Like, Did you eat the street food? It wasn't. Do you know what the thing is? It wasn't even the street food. I got. <laughs> I put, actually put this on my story the other day. It was actually from Mexican food. No, I ordered. I ordered. I ordered Mexican, Mexican food. food in a Thai country. Oh no! It was one of them things. Where I was like, "What an absolute idiot! Why did I do that?" But um, by the time I got to Monday, I was like, "I'm over this place now. I can't smell Thai food anymore. I need yeah. to. I need to leave." But um, it's definitely yeah. It's in. I, I recommend anyone, especially who trained Thai. You want to compete in Thai? You, you need to go over to Thailand and like yeah. and train and experience that kind of culture because it's it's completely different than competing over there. Did you get a chance to go to Thailand Muay Thai? No, I didn't. Um, I, I did go to Phuket, but that's when I had food poisoning. Oh, Phuket's where I've been. Phuket, yeah. Phuket's beautiful. Yeah. It's one of those beautiful places. I think there's just a lot to learn. Like, it's just taking a sidestep. There's so much that Westerners can learn from Thailand. I went to Bali for the first time this year. Oh, hi. And I had experienced Thailand before. And Thailand's a fucking party city, crazy yeah, yeah. country. But Bali, everyone's just so fucking peaceful over yeah. there. Just no one's trying to one-up each other. It's a country where, you know, people are just working hard just to get by. They're not yeah. trying to fucking stand out or anything. They yeah. just want what's best for their family. Anyway, so, okay, so... How, how? Why were you there for two months? Though? That was the main thing I wanted to ask. How come you were because it's it sort of worked out that I had to get had Celeste fighting in the road once. That was the start of that was the back end of October, and then I had me guy Savas. He was fighting like a week later, and then I had to fight in Dubai. So it just worked out well to go from thailand to dubai and then sh to singapore and then back to thailand there's sort of a weird oh, triangle it just, it just worked out better than okay. sort of coming back here and then flying back again kind of thing and like singapore to 
when I went back to Phuket, like an hour hour flight. So yeah, um, wow. but yeah, so uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And like next year is probably going to be even more traveling. Have you got anything booked so far? Potentially Saudi Arabia. <sighs> What's the story yeah. with that? So Jack, the guy who's on the uh, the Flea Maver card, that promotion is going to Saudi Arabia, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to go into Saudi. Yeah, shout out to Jack, man. Good on you, brother. Well, it's like, um, i got to ask now, how, like, how many fighters have you worked with this year in all that? Do you know what? I haven't Do you don't have worked out, but I, I would say I've probably done at least, I'd say at least, like, 300 weight cuts. 300 weight Yeah, cuts. I'd say at least, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Of the... F- that's how many did you do the year before that? Um, probably like half, maybe two hundred or something wow. like that. Yeah, wow. like this year has been like in terms of like business wise and growth wise, it's been like yeah, it's been crazy. That's like, a massive explosion. Yeah. yeah, good on you, man. Good on you because I remember like the first time we talked, it was like we did the Zoom call, and you say yeah, working with little boys on a local circuit, and then just one day you're like traveling the fucking world and all that. <laughs> That's all, that man. That's that's brilliant. I'm I'm really happy for you because thank you, man. It it goes to show again when you work hard at something, but when you t- also tell the truth and you actually dedicate yourself like to one thing, like yeah. one thing. Like I don't see you telling about anything else, and yeah. see you like promoting anything else. You got this one thing nailed down, yeah, yeah. And then from then it's just like absolutely like flourish, yeah. yeah. Also, do you um. Uh, obviously with all the, the you know the weight cuts that you've done do you see yourself like sort of expanding the business a little bit do you see yourself that, like ha- taking on anyone helping you or that's that's been something that i've i've had in mind for a while it's just i'll probably be honest it's 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 a fact where when you've built something yourself and then you're trying to pass a little bit onto someone else it's like like can this nutrition like my baby so it's like it's trying to get the logistic thing absolutely spot on before I do that and I just right now I'm probably not at that stage mm-hmm. um to do it but I think probably I'd say inevitably in the next six months I'll have to take someone on yeah um because yeah I'm just getting too many inquiries and it's like yeah um and it's finding that person as well to find that someone who, who's got that passion like me who's got that work ethic who's got that obsession with it and you know, it's very easy to, you know, do an interview with someone and someone comes across as like, oh, yeah, great. Like, you need, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. Mm, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think definitely taking someone someone on the next six months and then doing a lot more, like, online stuff, like webinars and, yeah. and stuff like that. That's what I want to go into. And then potentially doing, going to America next year, doing, like, some seminars in America. Yeah. Do, which what I want to try and do is, there's been a bit of a talk that, one of my fighters we'll do like a double kind of seminar so he does the you know the techniques and stuff like that and then i come in with the, the nutrition side of things which is sort of a double whammy which i think would be quite a good like selling point to the gyms and fighters yeah because honestly a lot of these fighters i would de- i would say if no matter how good they are in terms of technique no matter how how, how hard they train and all that it's really just basic things sometimes mm. that's just that's what's stopping them from it's a small step well, I wouldn't say a small step but just that single area yeah. can 
pretty much multiply everything else that they're doing or like well, I think as well, like, I, I don't consider myself like a magician or a genius. I just do li- little things, mm-hmm. little tweaks here and there. And that's that's a lot of the time, as you said, it's the most important thing. You don't need to make a lot of, the, like, whole massive wholesale changes. It's a little few tweaks here and there. It could be the difference from you cutting, you know, three kilos on fight week to two kilos just by getting a, a proper plan in place. And, you know, yeah, I think that this line of work's not, you know, probably underselling myself here but like yeah so i'm like like a genius for it, but it's like just them little changes to to the plan that's all that yeah, that's it all you need and especially i've done posts about this before people think like elite fighters world champions have this like super complicated strict diet you know mm. you need to have 15 grams of this and you got to do it this time you got to take your pre-workout your yeah. post intra workout it's not like that. Mm. Like these guys, you just got to get the fundamentals right, and you're three quarters of the way there. Mm-hmm. And like people just seem to think that nutrition is really complicated with graphs and all crazy shit like that, and it's not. It's, a, it's actually quite. It, look, looking back at it myself and some of the things I learned, it's very basic yeah. stuff, and really, all it comes down to just applying yourself. But like, I, I'll give you my personal take, but yeah, the reason why it's not. Um, what it, the reason why it's not like you don't see much about it is because I don't think for them it's very popular. Yeah, I feel like they can just feel like they. I feel like as if they believe they can get away with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, have you have a, you've probably come across a few fighters or athletes who train like madmen or man women all that, but their diet's absolute dog shit, and they think they can out train a bad diet. Yeah, all, all, all the time. Yeah. yeah, all the time, especially when like you take someone new on and. You ask them, you know, your diet history or what you have before training. Or I don't usually eat before training. And then they'll say, when do you feel most fatigued? How do you want training? Maybe, that, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a thing that we need to sort out then. Like, so just a simple thing by having, like, you know, have a little bit of food before you train. Maybe that's problem solved. Like, it's not. <laughs> and, like, yeah. And and as you said, when we talk about the Thailand thing, it's like a badge of honour where, oh, you know, I'm just getting through the training and, like, you put up like a motivational speech in the train door, you know, like you see it on Instagram and they're hitting the pads and there's some voice in the background. I work so hard. It's like, you don't need to be like that. As long as you, you know, you're doing the right things and you, you need to get that rest in. You, you, yeah. Um, I think you can just break nutrition down simply and then you're getting the fundamentals right. And like, that's what I say to like, cause I get quite a lot of messages of people going, oh, you know, what what does what does Jack do? What does what does John do? What does Liam do? What what, what I I want to eat like them, and then when you tell them what they eat, they're just like, oh yeah, I thought to be a lot more complicated than that. Like no, that's that's you know, three meals a day, couple of, couple of snacks, um, you know, sometimes you have a halo ice cream before they go to bed, and then yeah, they have a rest, they have a couple of rest days a week. That's pretty much it, mate. So these guys ain't smashing raw meat, yeah, testicles, not, or not, anything like Liver yeah. King or anything like that. Not doing anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> not nothing I know of, anyway. Well, that's what they actually wanted to bring up because obviously, if you've been living under a rock lately, people have been talking about Liver King, and we were just saying before the podcast, I'm like, "What you did? You guys didn't know he was on shit, like it's yeah." I think people like it's like that cult culture, isn't it? Where like you. You people have like probably signed up to his stuff, like watch his videos, and they've become drawn to him. Where it's like whatever he says is gospel, so yeah. they're sort of blinded by it. And 
I can I can understand that and fair play to him, he's done he's done all right for himself for yeah. what he's done like the guy's just got his top off going around, he's been all around the world, hasn't he, and stuff like yeah. that. But how people didn't think he wasn't jacked up to the eyeballs yeah. is like beyond me. But at the same time, when we're talking about nutrition there, not a lot of people know about nutrition. Not a lot yeah. of people know that. Like you, you can't get like like people not people are stupid, but you you know what I mean? Like people that people don't know, people haven't got that education. Mm-hmm. Like all the people like in the fitness circle, we're not stupid, but the the average person who yeah. You know, trains a couple of times where he doesn't know much about nutrition, they'd be looking and thinking, Oh, yeah, I could get like that. Yeah, I just need to eat raw testicles. Yeah, sweet, <laughs> straight straight to the butchers. Yeah, <laughs> here's the thing I made a joke about this a while ago. Um, where Liver King went on a podcast and he was, he was talking about, Oh, yeah, it's a common ancestral practice, like. If you had like a weak heart, you'd eat the heart of a strong animal, and that would make your heart stronger. Yeah. And, I, and I was thinking to myself, if that was the case, every dude with an erectile dysfunction would <laughs> eat a horse dick for breakfast. <laughs> That's yeah. literally what I was saying. <laughs> we would go, 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 go into the overnight, <laughs> go into the Perth nearest abattoir and uh, find, <laughs> finding the horse dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we'd be eating like like uh, monkey brains to cure tr- like um, tumors and stuff. Like, come yeah. on, guys, use your fucking brain. I wonder, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I wonder if he like. Um, if he's still in the public eye now, yeah. I think he will. I think th- I think he's he's probably got that cult status from a lot of people. People will still follow yeah. him. I think we we hit it too late. Yeah. I really think we got him way too late. Yeah, because he posted that a public uh, apology video, yeah. and the apology video is just absolutely terrible. It's, uh, it's like he's he's like in character, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's so it's so it's like it's not him. I think I watched the podcast. So Chris Williamson, have you seen any? Yes, and like, he's and brilliant. He, and he he's was saying, brilliant. like, he could have just acted himself, but he chose to stay in character. Yeah. Like a, he's like a WWE character. Like, yeah. he could have just been really honest. If you don't actually, if you actually watch the thing back, right, the way that he talked is like he's talking off a script. Oh, yeah. It's kind of other people call, edited, kill themselves yeah. and... and I'm there to save the people. It's like uh, it's like you're trying to divert the issue to something more pressing. Yeah, and important. I t- I took a load of steroids for the for the hate and people. Oh. <laughs> it was just it didn't it didn't make it just I thought it was weird. But the one thing I actually wanted to ask you and all that. So, um, because we're not far from wrapping this up, but you this is sort of a two part question. Okay, but are there any? Have you ever seen any studies or have you prescribed like? Surely there are benefits to eating. Organs, right? But not raw, like cooking organs. Yeah, to be honest, it's probably a topic that I should look into a little bit more. Because yeah. um, I feel like he opened the door for that. A yeah, bit, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I'd, sh- ima- I'd imagine the, the possibly is with stuff like I know the stuff for like liver, like liver, but it's the same kind of thing with a lot of like supplements where it's a lot of hearsay. Oh yeah, you no, know, so and so like. It's been told that if you eat 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 something raw, it's better for. And there's no, been no sort of real scientific study at all. It. No, I think the, the the probably is, but I mean, like in certain. So I'm trying to give an example here. So when he says, like, say, like eating a testicle is is how it gives you ten times more. I don't know, like vitamin testosterone or whatever. <laughs> but like, because that's been passed down by you know a tribe or this. Yeah. But like, but there's no, there's not going to be a study that's going to get 
testicles and in a lab and get people to eat it. Realistically, is it like who's gonna who's gonna want to participate in that kind of study? Yeah. So it's a lot of like hearsay where it's like you don't really know if it does have the benefits. Does that make sense? Uh, but but like I, I would I would imagine there's there's definitely a, quite a few studies on like compared to like raw and uncooked like uncooked stuff and like organs. But um, I just don't think I couldn't imagine like someone like ECU going oh right we're gonna get we're gonna get a study here we're gonna get people to eat raw testicles we need participants. I can't imagine to be a lot of people to take up that like a really scientific yeah. controlled study. I can't really see that happening. Can you even have like a double blind study? Yeah, we're just going <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, what the what the placebo would be like? Yeah. you have to come up with some like crazy. Yeah, that, 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 there's there's the problem there. Like, how would you how would you control that? And like, yeah, um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't like to be a participant if they ever did something yeah, like that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind actually participating in that study. I'm just like, if I actually eat the testicle myself and. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't taste bad. All right, I'll do, I'll do this, you know. But it's just, I feel like to, to to sort of wrap it up, like he, I felt like his idea, his message, was you know eating this kind of stuff can benefit you, which I think is good. Yeah. But this is again, and this is why I respect you. He fucking lied. Yeah. If he didn't lie, he would be in a completely different position. Yeah. And this is what happens. In the world now, when you fucking lie, when you authenticity will look after you, will yeah, promote yeah. you, and will protect you. But when you lie, yeah. don't act like oh, when you get busted, oh, it's not my fault. I was doing this. I was trying to do something good. You were never trying to do something good. Yeah. All that, and and I think that's where he, that was his downfall. I think we have good people. People can spot bullshit. Like you can, yeah. like. Well, you, can see, you, can, you can see you can you can you can see you can see people on like social media like fitness people and like, when they're talking on the reels and stuff it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem them it doesn't seem genuine or doesn't, no. like they're just robotic and like as we were talking about before like you try like I try and just be my normal like my normal self it's just like I'm just a guy like loves nutrition loves what I do and yeah sometimes I get things wrong or get but like you know being authentic that's 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 the main thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Like, what, to finish it off, man. What do you think's? What do you think's like next for the guy? Do you think you know he's done, or do you think you know, he's bound back a little bit from this? I think he's probably he'd probably still be around. I think I don't think he's going to be getting invited to places. But I still, I still. Put this way, I don't think he's gonna be homeless from the streets anytime soon. I think he's, I think he's all right. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be all right. He <laughs> might go off the public eye, but I think he'll be okay. He's probably just gonna have fear of him crying on TikTok with a hundred dollar bills, just like. <laughs> and he's just like that. He's just like a <laughs> like really skinny. Yeah, I know. I know. That, that's it. That's what it is. At the end of the day. Anyway, guys, that is all. I just want to say a big thank you, Pete, man. Thank you, I'm man. So Good to glad, see you. So glad you came back for this, man. Um, I wish you all the best for next year, brother. Thank you, man. Really do appreciate it. And also, guys, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting me this year. Uh, 2023 is going to be an insanely, uh, insanely good year for content, for podcasts, and hopefully we're going to get Pete back on. You know, he's going to share us more Six months later. more stories <laughs> from his travels. Um, anyway, Pete, uh, you know the drill. Uh, if anyone wants to find you or reach out to you, how can they do so? Probably best just hit me up on Instagram, condition.nutrition, sorry. And, um, yeah, if you need any advice or anything, just drop me a message and, yeah, I'll get back to you.
Awesome. All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. And that is game. See you in 2023.